Ghost Ship Radio Network. Sail onward. The time has come for another tale of terror and triumph, of murder and mystery. Join us as we bend the very notion of reality alongside the world's finest paranormal investigator, Vic Valentine. Vic is for Victoria. Thrust into a world she never knew existed, our hero combats the creatures of darkness in New York, the city that never sleeps. Using every trick of the trade learned from her father, John Valentine, and with the assistance of allies old and new, Victoria delves deeper into the rotten core of the Big Apple with each new case. Join us in tonight's episode, Tune In to Terror. As our story begins, Mr. Randolph Price, alone in his Upper East Side apartment, cleans up after dinner and readies himself for his favorite radio program, unaware that something sinister is in store. Is it 8 o'clock already? How time flies. These dishes will have to wait. I don't want to miss the start of my favorite radio program. Proudly brings you tonight's performance. Oh good, I haven't missed any of the music. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. I will do as you command. Oh, what a headache. I, I don't even remember listening to my program. Maybe some rest will do me good. I'll just lay down for a few minutes. Oh. I'd better place my pocket watch on the nightstand so it's not to... Where did it go? It must have fallen out of my pocket while I was in the living room. No, not here. Maybe it's in the kitchen. Not here either. Well, it must be somewhere in the apartment. I had it this morning and haven't left all day. Oh, my head. I'll have to look for it in the morning. So strange. And this has been happening for how long? Detective, it's been three weeks. It began with my gold watch, and since then, well, I tune into my favorite radio program, and when it's over, I have an excruciating headache and something is missing. Something valuable. I understand, Mr. Price, but I'm not sure this is a police matter. Do you have any reason to suspect foul play? Any signs of a break-in? Anything suspicious? Oh, Detective, I don't know what to think. As far as I can tell, no one has been in my apartment without my knowing. The doors are locked. No sign of an intruder whatsoever. It's as I said, I'm home, listening to my program, and when it's over... Your items are missing. And you're sure you haven't misplaced them? I'm sure. I've looked everywhere, retraced my steps inside the apartment and out. 
please, detective, something is going on. I don't know what to do. All right, Mr. Price, all right. I'll look into it. You say this only happens when you listen to your program? That's right. Well then, Mr. Price, I will see you Sunday evening. Must be him. Good evening, Detective. Hello, Mr. Price. Sorry I'm so late. Paperwork. You understand. No concern at all, Detective. In fact, I would say you're right on time. The program is just about to start. Let me turn on the radio. Mr. Price, aside from my being here, we want everything exactly as it normally is. You listen to your program, and I'll keep an eye on things. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, Mr. Price. I didn't catch that. Right away, sir. Mr. Price, who are you talking to? I will do as you command. As who commands? I didn't command anything. Mr. Price, where are you going? And why are you carrying that expensive vase? Mr. Price, mind telling me where we're going? Well, if you're going to give me the silent treatment, I'll just tag along and see for myself. So this is where we're headed. An apartment building. Doesn't look out of the ordinary. Maybe I'd better hang back a bit, see who opens the door. Good evening, Mr. Price. I see you've brought me a gift. Yes, sir. Hold it right there. Police! What's going on here? Who are you? What? Who? Oh, oh, good evening, officer. Yes, of course. My, my name is Smith. John Smith. Smith, huh? What's going on here, Mr. Smith? Well, as you can plainly see, Mr. Price here has, has brought me a gift. Isn't that right, Mr. Price? Yes, sir. And you do so of your own choosing? Yes, sir. Well, tell the nice officer... Detective. Oh, y yes, of, of course. D detective... As I was saying, Mr. Price, tell that to the detective. I chose to bring Mr. Smith a gift, sir. <laughs> well, there you have it, detective. Now, if there isn't anything else, I'm a very busy man. I've got my eye on you, Mr. Smith. Well, if you insist, detective, good night. Well, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. As always, we hope you enjoyed the program. Tune in next week for a... Oh, my head. Mr. Price, are you all right? We're back in your apartment. Do you remember anything? Anything at all? Uh, Detective, it's just like before. I don't remember anything. What happened? Mr. Price, do you know a Mr. Smith? John Smith? 
Smith? I, I'm not sure. Why do you ask? Because I think something's going on here. Mr. Price, it may not be a detective you need, but a private eye. So this is the place, huh? Doesn't look like much. It's not the building I'm worried about, Vic. It's like I told you, he looked me right in the eye and said, But have you heard his voice? Saw his eyes? I'm telling you, something's not right. So why don't you just go knock on Mr. Smith's door? And say what, Vic? I have no reason to go in there, so if he doesn't let me, I'm out of luck. As far as Metro PD is concerned, there's been no crime. And that's where I come in. That's where you come in. But Vic, if anyone asks... I know, Cars. Randolph Price is my client. A well-paying client. Vic. So... Any idea what floor I'm headed to? That's what you're getting paid for. I guess so. Wouldn't want it to be too easy now. I hear you! I hear you! Cut all the racket! What do you want? Are you the landlord? (laughs) That's me! Landlord, property manager, janitor! Me, me, and me! Well, I was wondering if you could help me. Everybody needs something. Yes, well, I'm looking for a friend of mine. Smith. John Smith. You know him? Lady, I know everyone in this building. So yeah, I know him. So what? Well, could you tell me... You see, I forgot which apartment is his. I haven't been here in so long and... And you expect me to reveal the whereabouts of my tenants? Like I said, I'm his friend and... Uh, Mr. Smith got lots of friends. Oh? Yeah, come by all the time, ringing the bell. The doorbell, not the one you tried to beat to death. Most of them don't come in, though. I mean, yeah, come to think of it, I don't think I've ever seen of one of them step a foot through the door. Besides you. Well, where do they go? Yours, friend, you tell me. I always meet him on the front stoop, such a popular guy. People always giving him gifts and the like. Yes, well, that's it, you see. I'm here to give him a gift for being so wonderful and... What gift? I don't see nothing. Um, this. A scarf? Yeah, a scarf. What's it to you? Anyway, I'm here to give him this, and he didn't meet me out front like he said he would. And it's like I said. You just expect me to tell you which place is his? Lady, I don't know what line of work you're in, but being a landlord, property manager, janitor, is a highly respectable field. The last thing I need is wood getting out that I don't respect no confidentiality of my clients. I got enough problems as it is with these here bills piling up. Bills? How much? Well, being a reasonable man, how much you got? This client you brought me better pay up, cars.
Ladies and gentlemen, we will return shortly to Victoria Valentine and her thrilling supernatural adventures after this short message. Honey, I'm so bored. Games? What was that? Board games, silly. Why don't we sit down with the neighbors and play a rousing game of Parcheesi or Boggle? I've grown so tired of those games, my dearest. I need some variety in our stale suburban lives. I want to participate in conversation about tabletop gaming and its challenges and strengths, to discover new and innovating titles, a chance to triumph over Mark Chastler down the street. Well, perhaps a Jason Hex can help. Uh, what might that be, Lovekins? Listen here and find out. Boy, you sure do know a lot of shows to fit my specific needs. The other game is new to me, and that's a game called Arctic Scavengers. Is that the one that you were telling me that you kind of messed up the order a little bit? Yeah, that's the one. So, Arctic Scavengers Recon, yep. and the Arctic Scavengers that has the base game, the HQ expansion, and the Recon expansion. Ooh, de That was something. I feel invigorated. Shall I invite the neighbors over then, Charles? You bet. I'm going to show that arrogant Mark Chastler what's what when I give him a ticket to ride the pain train all the way to Catan. I have no idea what you've just said, but I'll call Carol. Wow, sounds like Charles and wife have both learned a lot from a Jason Hex, and now you can too. Simply subscribe to the show on iTunes or anywhere you normally get your podcast from and watch yourself turn from a fuddy-duddy into a hotshot in no time. And now we return to bring you the thrilling conclusion to Victoria Valentine, Paranormal Investigator. Enjoy. Oh, of course it had to be a fifth floor walk-up. Ah, oh, here it is. Lucky guy, he's got the whole floor to himself. John Smith? Who, who, who are you? I don't know you. Go away! Mr. Smith, I just want to talk. Mr. Smith? Mr. Smith? I'm not leaving until you talk to me. Go away or I will call the police. That's a good idea. Why don't you do that? I... I... You... you what, what do you want? Mr. Smith, I just want to talk to you about a friend of mine. Can I come in? Well, you, you talk from the hallway. I don't know anyone. But I haven't told you my friend's name. Very well. What is the name of your friend? His name is... Say, that's some fancy equipment you've got there. Can I come in and... No, you may not. It's... technical. You wouldn't understand. I'm very busy. If there isn't anything else... Well, what about my friend? You haven't told me if you know him. His name? Oh, um, Price. Mr. Price. Randolph. Do you know him? No, I do not. Hmm. Well, cars might be right. That guy is strange, even for New York. Mm. 
I didn't realize fire escapes had so many steps. Here it is, Mr. Smith's window. I can't see a thing through these black shades, though. Maybe if I get close enough. Nearly seven o'clock. Let's see, it's, uh, it's Monday. It's Monday. Whose turn is it today? Oh, so, so many people on my list. Oh, Saturday was Miss Turner. Yes. Oh, yesterday was Mr. Price. Oh, Mr. Neely. How could I, how could I forget? Time to warm up the machine. Now I just need the coordinates for the Neely residence. Ah, yes, here we are, here we are. A few simple adjustments. Coordinates for the Neely residence? What's your game, Mr. Smith? Ah, there we are. Oh, once Mr. Neely's program starts, I will begin the broadcast that only he can hear. For tuning in to tonight's program. Now, without any further interruption, we Neely. Thomas Neely. Your tribute to your master is due. Bring it immediately. Tribute to your master? Not very modest. Guess I'd better stick around to see if Thomas Neely shows up. I'm telling you, Cars, Smith has a bunch of funny-looking machines in his apartment. And when I was on the fire escape... What were you doing on my fire escape? Like I was saying, when I was on the fire escape, I heard him use the machines. All sorts of strange noises. And within half an hour, there was Mr. Neely carrying a small box in his hands. And you're sure he gave it to Smith? Well, I didn't actually see, but I know one thing. He didn't have it when he left. And unless he gave it to Mr. Friendly here... I didn't get nothing from nobody, lady. It's true, though. A man with a box did come by earlier and give something small and shiny to Mr. Smith. I couldn't tell what it was, but it wasn't no box of chocolates. I wouldn't believe it if I hadn't heard it myself. But I think those machines in Mr. Smith's apartment are used for some kind of mind control. Ghosts and goblins are one thing, Vic, but a machine that can control men's minds is something else. Still, it would explain Mr. Price's behavior. And Mr. Neely's. A lot of these poor schmucks... Still, without a warrant, and I'd probably get locked up for even bringing a mind-control machine to the judge, there isn't much more we can do than knock on the door and hope. We know he won't open up for us, Cars, but that's why we brought him. (sighs) That's why I gotta climb five flights of stairs. Here we are. Mr. Smith, you in there? I gotta ask you something. I've asked you before, sir. Not to bother me when I'm working. What is it you could possibly need at this time of- Look, Cars, the machines. I see them. What is this? You with the scarf. I remember you. And you, detective. No, I will not let you get your hands on my machines. Mr. Smith, we just want to- What in the world? Look, smoke from under the door. My apartment. Quick, we need to get into that room. Stand back. Uh, my door! 
There's smoke everywhere, cars. We need to get people out of here before the whole place goes up. My building. Alright, boys. Now that the fire's out, I want this floor sealed off. Find the stolen items, and put out an APB on John Smith. Yes, sir. What are the chances we catch him, Cars? It's hard to say, Vic. From the looks of things, our friend Mr. Smith likes to plan ahead. He had his machines rigged to make sure nothing could be salvaged once they were destroyed, but the explosion wasn't enough to bring down the building. It looks like he got away using the fire escape and all the confusion. Could be miles away, Cars, or hiding out somewhere. Could be. But we know what he looks like now, and the boys are looking. They'll bring him in. I hope so, Cars. In the meantime, we need to sort out this mess. Figure out who all this stuff belongs to. That sounds like a job for the police, not a lowly P.I. like me. See you around, Cars. And so, Vic and Carson put an end to John Smith's diabolical deception. But Mr. Smith is in the wind. Will our heroes ever find this radio rapscallion, or have they lost the signal for good? Only time will tell. Tune in next episode for another thrilling adventure of Victoria Valentine, Paranormal Investigator! This has been Victoria Valentine, Paranormal Investigator. Tune in to Terror. Starring Natalie May as Vic Valentine, James Baker as Carson Davenport, Matt Papajohn as Randolph Price, Brett Parker as John Smith, Anthony Iannazzi as The Landlord, John DeLucia as Charles, June Desmond as Wife, and Dan Goldstein as The Narrator. Written and produced by Douglas Osterhout and Dan Knight. Special thanks to audio engineer Thomas Towson. Sound effects provided by Zach Crumplin. This show is part of the Ghost Ship Radio Network. For more information, go to ghostshipradio.com.